Welcome, stranger. Looks like the rain set in. Best be by the fire. Wait for the storm to pass. That's a mighty fine fur cloak you got there. Must be a hunter. Must have been a fine beast you got that from. <clears throat> Quiet one, ain't you? Like stories? Well, I got one for you. Now, you see those mountains out there yonder? Now, they hide some extraordinary beasts. Some beautiful, some magnificent, some just downright strange. Now, the story I'm going to tell you is about a beast. It's just downright weird. This creature still lurks out there and uh, can be heard too on those darkest nights. Now look, I've never seen it, but I damn well have heard it, and it makes the hair on my neck stand straight up. It brings a chill to my bones. Look, I leave beast be. I stick to the fishes and the rivers, if you know what I mean. Anyways, as I've been told, this story begins with an old man who lived in a log cabin up there in the dark valley, deep in these mountains. Now look, deep is respectively, you know, it's actually only a few miles from here where we sit tonight. His name for the story is, um, let's see, Old Man Turpin. Now he had three dogs that kept him company on those long, lonely nights. Their names were, uh, Whiskey, Rum, Jim. My favorites. <laughs> now these cabin like many that are out here. Only had one room. Old man Turpin had his bed on one side of the room facing the fireplace that occupied the other. Now, usually whiskey, rum, and gin slept in the crawl space under the cabin. But as it was a real cold out that fateful autumn, old man Turpin and his uh, three dogs sat by the fireplace at night to warm their bones. So, one autumn night, old man Turpin was feeling mighty hungry. As he had been hard at it, chopping, stacking wood, getting prepared for the winter that would, you know, eventually come. The weather had been bad for several days now, similar to this. So he hadn't been able to go out and hunt. And all he had left in his stores was a handful of dried beans and a sliver of smoked fish. He gathered them together and threw them into his cast iron cooking pot where they lay looking like tiny bits of dust in an empty void. 
poured in his water from his catching tanks. Added a twig of pine and some soap. Started to boil the water over his fire. A little while passed, and old man Turpin got out a ladle to taste his broth. The beans and the sliver of fish just tasted like um, warmed-up dish water. <laughs> but he grimaced and got to eating it. His stomach grumbled, and he knew that this measly meal wouldn't satisfy his manly hunger. He dragged the meat. Images of salted pork, racks of ribs, herb rub mutton drifted through his mind and made his mouth water. He finished his mouth full and left the rest to simmer. Just as, you know, the setting sun sets good nights outside his window. There he settled himself next to the fire in his fur-lined chair. Listening to the bubbling of his broth. Fire slowly died down to glowing embers, and old man Turpin rose from his chair to add another log to the fire. Splitting it into smaller pieces with his hatchet, which hung from his side. But suddenly he heard a scratching sound coming from the crawl space under his cabin. Looked to his right where he eyed his three dogs still curled up next to him by the fire sound asleep. So he thanked them. What is it? Thought to himself. There, in the middle of his floor, there were not in the termite-ridden floorboards, a dark, wiry, fur-covered paw with long raise the sharp claws. We're starting to tear the floorboards apart. Ripping its way into the cabin. Slowly but surely the hole widened and the first claw pour, you know, was followed by a second. Rising slowly like a mist on a swamp. A head rose out of the hole. Now look. I've heard from others that they think the beast was a honey badger or a crossbred wolverine. But no, this thing was double size and had a thick, uh, muscular tail that dragged on the ground behind it. Kind of like a rat tail, to be more precise. Its head, well, it was long like a honey badger's, but... With menacing red eyes and uh, pointed ears, and more razor-like teeth than a shark. Well, well, that's what I've been told. When the old, when the beast saw the old man Turpin, its ankles on its back went rigid and it hissed like a feral cat surprised. Old man Turpin grabbed his hatch from his side to defend himself. Dogs waking from their stupor, you know. Beast like a crack of a whip spun around and tried to dive right back down the hole it came from. It was fast. But old man Turpin was faster. He brought his uh, trusty hatchet down quick as lightning, right down onto the base of the beast 
rat-like tail. The beast screamed in pain. Unnatural-like. And uh, disappeared down the hole. Leaving its uh, bloody, twitching mass tail lying there on the floor of the cabin. Old man uh, Turban picked up the tail. Gripping it tightly, he had a squirmed in his hand. Standing there silently, replaying the scene in his head over and over again. And hearing that, that unnatural scream, almost human like, he thought to himself. Coming to from his thoughts, Felt the heft of the tail and saw that the luscious meat therein. And his stomach grumbled once again. So he got the skin in and slicing the tail and threw it into the pot of broth. Not long after, the smell of cooking filled his cabin. And uh, once cooked, it. He served himself a huge portion and fed the rest to whiskey, rum, and gin. With his stomach full, uh, he, he rolled out an old rug over the hole in the floor to stop the draft that blew through. Then got in his bed and drifted off to sleep, his dogs by his side. He hadn't been asleep too long when a sound woke him up. Sound like something was trying to tear its way through the wall of the cabin. Old man Turpin sat up in his bed and looked around, trying to figure out which wall the sound was coming from. Tell him. Outside his window, repeating as it circled his cabin. Old man Turpin jumped out of his bed, bellowing to his dogs Whiskey, rum, gin, go get it, get it, boys. Old man Turpin ripped his door open, and the dogs started barking and howling their way out of the cabin. Be screeching, scampered away, leading the dogs off into the surrounding woods. Uh, old man Turpin stood there on his porch, listening as his dogs' barks and howls grew more and more distant. An hour or so passed, and his dogs returned to the cabin without the beast. Then locked the door, and he and his dogs went back to bed. He was just about to drift off to sleep when he heard the tearing noise coming from the wall behind his bed. Whatever this beast was, it was persistent and really wanted in. 
You heard the anguish voice over again. As guttural and as inhuman as before. Terrible. Turpin was uh, starting to get a little scared. Yeah, crept out of his bed with his dogs by his side and looked out his window. Nothing was visible except the waning moon in the distance. Opening his front door again, he said to his dogs, Whiskey, Rome, Jim, go see what it is circling our house. Dog started running and chased the beast back into the woods. Old man Turpin was an was getting anxious now and uh, couldn't sleep. So wrapping himself in his blanket, he went and sat himself in his fur-lined chair by the fire, waiting his dog's return. They never did. The rest of sleep slowly took over him. As the first rays of sunlight of dawn flickered through the cabin window, the scent of burning feathers and wool reached old man Turpin's nose. He opened his eyes and leapt from his chair, throwing his smoldering blanket off him. Somehow, through the night, the blanket found its way into the fireplace. So, stamping his feet on a smoldering heap, cursed and jumped back, nursing a burned foot. Coughing and spluttering, he, he picked up the blanket and opened his door and threw it out. Taking in the deep breaths of the fresh morning air. Letting his eyes adjust to the new day's light, he uh, looked around his cabin, searching for any sign of the beast or his dogs. All he found was deep gouging scratches inside of his cabin and blood-stained ground from the wounded and tailless beast. Sore and tired, old man Turpin hopped back inside his cabin, door wide open, letting the smoke-filled cabin air out. He sat on his bed and tended to his burnt foot. Once dressed and cleaned, he propped his foot up and laid back, exhausted from the events of the night, fell into a, a deep sleep, you see. Turpin opened his eyes to find a beast from the night before. 
perched on the edge of his bed. Blood-soaked and terrifying with what looked like three collars gripped in its clawed paws. He jumped onto old man Turpin's chest and uh, stared down at him with its blood-red eyes and fitted steaming breath. Old man Turpin stammered, breathless and frightened. I don't have your tail anymore. I ate it. I'm sorry. The beast leaned a bit closer, its teeth bared, and a, a low rumbling growl issued from its chest. The steaming fed of breath permeated deep into uh, old man Turpin's nose, making him gag. It smells horrendous. What felt like an eternity? Eerie silence fell. Then a beast bit down an old man Turpin's throat, ripped it out in one foul motion. With a gurgle, a splatter of blood, a chilling silence filled the cabin once again. And stayed that way ever since. I said earlier, I've been, uh, I've never seen the beast. But I've sure heard it. I walked up to that cabin a year past, and there it still sits. In that dark valley. Deep in those mountains. Now, if you go up there, like I did, and listen closely... You can hear that inhuman voice on the wind, still saying, Tell people I want my tell The story of the Tallypo. This story, recorded and written by Warren Bussinger 2020. The tale of the Tallypo is an old American folktale from the Appalachian region and has been told in many variations over the years, many of which are passed down orally. The theme of the hungry man and his dogs in the cabin has always been constant. Each telling has been different in which way he defends himself and if he and the dog live or just run away. Also, the variance in which the Tallypo appears, either out in the open or in the cabin. There are many tellings of this story, and I hope my version entertains you. 
I own no ownership of this tale as it's folklore and wanted to record my version of it just to entertain. Thank you for listening to the Maiden Maiden Dragon Tales podcast 2020. I encourage you all to learn this story and tell your tale of the telepo. All you have to do is uh, Google it and you'll find some good stories out there. Thank you again and have a good night.